When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This guy. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to Five on the Floor, the show that covers the Eastern Conference champion for the seventh time in franchise history, eighth-seeded, counted out, blew a 3-0 lead, was seven-point favorite, excuse me, underdogs coming into this game, The entire country wanted them to lose because they're not the franchise that belonged in the NBA Finals, which had struggling performances from their two best players for three straight games. And they are playing the Denver Nuggets on Thursday night, five on the floor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're going to tell you about our sponsors, and then we're going to start because I want to let people watch some of the ring ceremony. And if you're hearing this on the podcast feed, that's why we're going to do things a little bit differently tonight. We feel like it's appropriate. Floor plan. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. I've got Greg Sylvander, very happy man right now. You can find him at Greg Sylvander. Brady Hawk 305 will be joining us tonight. He pretty much called every single thing that the Eric Spolster was going to do with the first half tonight. Other news. You'll have full coverage here from the Five on the Floor team during the NBA Finals. Brady, myself, and Alex are all credentialed for all of the home games. Myself and Mateo Mayorga will be in Denver. So we have total coverage of the NBA Finals. We will get into what happened tonight. We'll get into the significance of the season. We've got Alejandro Villegas producing. And we're just going to capture the joy of this, basically. And, And this is, you know what, what makes this one different. This is not relief. It's not. Because being a footnote in history was a cute little story if you blew a 3 nothing lead. But that this was not relief. Winning when the big three was relief, okay? Because you were expected to win. This is completely fucking unexpected, okay? Not just tonight, but the whole damn thing. Because some of you wanted us to stop doing podcasts during the season because you couldn't hear about this team anymore. And we didn't want to talk about them anymore. We were tired of it. They didn't care. We did podcasts that they don't care, and they looked like it at times this season. The Board of the process. Fit. The front office got it totally wrong. They didn't replace P.J. Tucker. They should have tanked for the 14th pick in the draft. Do you guys realize they're still getting the 18th pick in the draft? This is, in my view, The most incredible Miami Heat story ever told. It beats the big three. It beats the first championship because this was not supposed to happen. This team lost its first play-in game, was trailing late in its second play-in game against a garbage team on its home floor that it had lost to three times this season. The Chicago unforgettable freaking Bulls were almost eliminated there. Underdogs against the Bucks and Giannis. They had Giannis contemplating the meaning of failure afterwards. The Knicks, they're trading Julius Randle and everybody else, rioting at Sabaro. And then the third series, the Boston freaking Celtics. Nobody thought Miami was winning this series. They just lost to Caleb Martin. 3%. The Boston Celtics, 
who battled Julius Irving and Magic Johnson and Wilt Chamberlain and the greats of the game could not contain former two-way player, don't even know if it's him or his twin, Caleb Martin in an Eastern Conference Finals when he was better than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Our sponsors. I want to start with this one because she's been with us the entire season and she's here with us on all the streams and you really should reach out to her tomorrow because everybody needs insurance and you need to get it from someone with a smiling face who is smiling today more than any other time. 954-581-8800. A Aggressive Insurance. Insurance by Lynette.com. Reach out to her for life insurance, for homeowners insurance, renters insurance. Uh, and especially car insurance, she can help you with that. You want to drive to Denver? Don't do it illegally. Go get yourself car insurance, and I'll meet you out there on Thursday night. We'll get there at about the same time. Reach out to insurancebylanet.com at A Aggressive Insurance. We'll tell you about more of our sponsors as we go forward. Greg. So check this out. The Heat were not favored in any game against Milwaukee. They were not favored in the Knicks series. I'm looking at it right now. In 18 of the 19 games, they were underdogs in this run so far. You're so right, Ethan. This is a, this is completely like nothing we've seen before from this team. It is a spot they've never struck from. And I'll just I, – I, I tweeted this, and I have to say it here. To have your guts ripped out on the floor, to have your heart, while it's beating, being held by Derek White, on the court in game six. And for that to end the way that it ended, to have the mental fortitude to go up to Boston and not just win, literally blow them out of the damn stadium. It, it's unbelievable. And to me, there's a part of this, frankly, that it doesn't matter what happens in the NBA finals. This is a season that will, it'll be right here close to the heart forever. Uh, getting over the Celtics hurdle. We felt like that was like the mountain you could never climb. And they finally got over this hurdle uh, to do it up in Boston in this fashion. It's just unbelievable to see Bam and Jimmy and Spo put on the, the, the NBA finals t-shirt and the NBA finals hat as an eighth seed, the second eighth seed to do it. It's unbelievable. It's literally as a heat fan who's watched all of these playoff games it's a run like no other. We're not going to get into a ton of strategy tonight because to me, this was more, and we talked about this on pregame and we talked about it yesterday on the podcast. This was more about mindset. It was more about recovering from what happened last uh, two nights ago uh, with the Derek White putback, which most teams would have folded against. And I think teams with expectations would have folded against. And I think that helped the Heat in this case because nobody believed in them from the first place. So why would it matter? So we're not going to do a ton of strategy tonight, but I want to give Alex and Brady one minute each here on, and I'm timing you guys tonight, okay? We got a clock because I know Alex has got someplace to get to in Hialeah and it's past Brady's bedtime and he's got a game to cover uh, next week. So I want, I want to get to both of you guys on this, okay? For one minute, what did Eric Spolscher do tonight that made this possible, Brady? Uh, well, I'm glad you got a 12 minute introduction. We get 60 seconds, so that's uh, how this let works. Me, let me utilize my time. I got here. a pack for Denver. I got to get my thoughts out now. <laughs> um, I think this was. I said it on Twitter. I felt like Spo's going to get overlooked in this game just because we're going to talk about everything big picture, and we're not going to talk about schematics like you said. But he came into this game, and he pretty much I thought ran circles around Boston. Just the way he came out, and we were talking about can they figure out their offense, and they just totally leaned on defense. They come out. Uh, with the usual starting lineup, and they basically just go full-out soft switching. And we said, we're just going to flatten you out. We may get outboarded a ton on the offensive boards, which looked a little sketchy to start the game. But they said, we're not going to stray away from it. We're going to stay with that. We're going to try to flatten them out. It's not going to say it didn't help that Tatum was off ball to start that game when after he rolled his ankle. But they float into that. Then in the second quarter, the, the Twitter rotation, bringing in Haywood Highsmith, and they play zone within that. Another major run. Holding this Celtics team that was an historic offense – to the beginning of this regular season to 15 points in the first quarter in a game seven with the, this big storyline that I know is going on nationally that Jason Tatum is Michael Jordan with his back against the wall. Like that is a, not an easy thing to do at this point. So the way that they did that, uh, and as much as we you can talk about no schematics, we need to talk about what Caleb Martin just did in this game seven. What Caleb Martin just did is not 
okay. Like, it's as simple as that. It is not okay what he was just doing. This is not one of those things to start this series where we said, uh, Caleb Martin's going to just react, kind of react to the defense. When they help off, he's going to hit shots. When he does it, he's going to drive. This turned into a game seven in a pivotal game. The Boston Celtics defense was reacting to him. It was the complete flip of what they did to start this series. And he was running ISO jumpers, pull-ups, turnarounds, getting to the basket efficiently. 11 of 16 finishes the game with. It's an insane run by Caleb Martin. We, it was a battle of role players between Derek White and Caleb Martin, it felt like, just like uh, going back and forth. But we cannot overlook that. It's schematics for Spo defensively. But what Caleb was able to do carrying the load offensively is, is bigger than anything we could talk about from this game. Alex. I don't even know where to start, man. I don't. I, I, is the question about strategy? What I don't, I don't care. Even, just I, you know what? At this point, tell go. me how you feel. I said we let Brady have his minute on the, on the strategy. He called it everything. You called everything. We're there at this point. They're in the finals. We'll deal with the Jokic thing in about forty-eight hours. Okay. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but before, and then everybody will start fighting with each other again against Bam and all the rest of this. Just give 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 me your uh, give me your takeaway tonight overall. Give me anything. Twitter civil war can be paused tonight because it's time to live in the moment for a couple of days because, you know, obviously game one of the finals is in like three nights or whatever. Uh, so not that much time, but in this time it's, it, you know, it is the moment to live in the moment because my God, this run is something special. It, it really felt like, you know, losing to Derek white in that fashion um, is the type of shot that a lot of teams end up talking about like, oh, we weren't able to fully recover from that. And I was reminded of kind of the Spurs. That's what I kept thinking about after Ray Allen and how they kind of openly talked about, uh, even though game seven was a great game, very close game, they, the Spurs could have won. You know, they talked openly about not being able to recover from a shot like that. And maybe it's not the same magnitude, but just a game winner in a situation like that, just a devastating loss. They came back from it and just to embarrass the team and step on their throats like that, um, you know, they, it really felt like, you know, I was joking on playback, but I really felt like Tatum and Brown and the team just kind of expected it to get handed to them on a silver platter just because they got to this point, which of course is impressive of itself. They're only the fourth team in history to do it. But man, after Tatum got hurt, it felt like, oh man, they really might do this because they had already gotten off to a bad start. And it's like, if that guy isn't feeling himself, and is ineffective i already feel good from there because i know from there it's just about you know kind of controlling what you can control with the turnovers which they did um i thought the defense was phenomenal even though the offense at time at time oh i think we lost i think alex went muted you hear me you muted yourself after game seven how does that happen I don't know what happened there uh i don't okay is it picking up my mic now sorry about that um this is unbelievable. I mean, look, they hit a lot of shots. Like I said, um, at the end of the shot clock, Caleb, Jimmy, I mean, everybody was doing their thing, even though Jimmy looked kind of hobbled. Um, he was playing through it and he was still very effective, right? He kind of beat the allegations because the past three games he was, he was going through it. Bam had a tough game offensively. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal on defense and you know, he, the, the, the bar is high with him. Uh, but even then I think he was absolutely everywhere. He was taking shots that you want him to take. He still could use some polishing on his offensive game. We all know that. We don't have to talk about that tonight. Everybody did what they needed to. Caleb Martin, I mean, one of the best, like, <laughs> un I mean, one of the most underrated moves in Heat history. Jake Cole needs his jersey up in the rafters. I mean, another game where Spo's game plan ends up getting vindicated. You hit just several more threes in them. And, you know, it ended up working out in your favor at the end. And, you know, people were pointing out on Twitter today how, you know, all, all the parallels and similarities to last year's conference finals and how, you know, the Celtics beat the, the Hawks and the Sixers on the way here. And, uh, you know, they lost in game six at home and won in game seven. And now, they, you know, the Heat are doing the exact inverse. I, it ended up being the sequel that I didn't that nobody wanted to. Wow. What a trilogy. Amazing. Great stuff. The script really hit this time. But. In all seriousness, you got to give um, the Heat a lot of credit. They just completely outplayed the Celtics from start to finish. Never let them really get back in it. You know, they were hanging around, but they completely stepped on their throats. They thought it was going to be easy, and they just didn't let, it, let did not let them have it. I'm just I, I don't even know what to say. I can't believe after what happened last game that we would be in this position because, frankly, most of us, um, including me, had completely lost our guts.
Well, not not just uh, not just this game, but this season, uh, which uh, which is where we're gonna we're gonna kind of try to put a bow on this. We're gonna do pretty much everything but look ahead to Denver tonight because uh, I, I want to save that for the next two days. I do want to mention another sponsor here of the Five Reasons Sports Network. It's our friend Arash. You can find him at mortgagebyarash.com. That's mortgagebyarash.com. There we there we go. Um, Here's why you reach out to our guy. First thing, huge Miami Heat fan, so all of our sponsors are. Uh, but also, you go to mortgagebyarash.com, and you only need a credit score of 620. He's going to get your deal done for you in 20 days uh, or less, which is terrific because we know these days trying to get properties taken care of is a very difficult uh, thing in this market. You can find him at 954-651-2057. That's 954-651-2057. Pretty much every program that you're looking for, uh, he can help take care of it for you. Based right here in Sunrise, again, reach out to our guy, Arash, at mortgagebyarash.com. We really appreciate when you guys support our local sponsors. We have sponsors who are supporting others. That keeps us here in business at the Five Reasons Sports Network so that you don't have to watch Reggie Miller uh, and the rest of them. That's why we continue to do what we do. So reach out to our guy, uh, Arash. I want to go through some specific players here now, Greg, because there were redemption stories in this series and so far to this point, and I don't want them to get lost. Okay. Because we do so much talking about Jimmy and bam, Jimmy and bam, Jimmy and bam, Jimmy and bam. And obviously Jimmy and bam, that is a huge part of this story. And for all the struggles that bam had offensively in this game and some of the took Jimmy to take, took some time to get into this game. I thought Jimmy, when he made that, he missed the bunny and then he made that circus shot from, from the, from the, from the right baseline. And it's like after that, it's like, I don't know, it just lifted for him. And that's why I kept saying, I know the ankle's been troubling him, but I kept hearing it was not physical with him. There's other things going on with him right now that, you know, and but there's also just a mental part of it that he just, they, they were guarding him differently. He was struggling to respond to it. Uh, and he was struggling with, with I, I think, some confidence in this series, which is not something that we've seen him struggle with over the course of the playoffs. Let's put the two of those guys aside. The one moment that jumped out to me tonight was – Duncan Robinson making a three. And I know everybody's going to talk about the wrestling heel thing, but it was actually before that. He made a three, that thing, but Alex, but he, he made a three and then he was just grinning, grinning the whole way up court. Mm-hmm. And we know he's from that area and that's very hour. But also, you know, to me, Greg, the thing is that like he's had to endure more shit than any other player on that roster. All because the Miami Heat decided that he was worth as a specialist shooter who would end up leading the team all time in three-pointers made, that he was worth roughly $18 million a year, which is what others on the open market were willing to pay at that time. And he has had to bear the brunt of that designation, that contract, when the reality is he had a two-month struggle last year that kind of buried him for a while. He actually shot the ball better as the season went on, but nobody paid any attention. I remember talking to him in the Bahamas, talking about how this was going to be a redemption season for him, and he felt good about it. And then he didn't get playing time, even when other guys were out. And the way he shot, and not just shot, but the way he played in this series, right? Like the cuts, the intelligence, the competing defensively. Not getting hunted. Not getting hunted and we talk and, and, and really filling a role they needed because they didn't have Tyler and and they and now they may have Tyler conversation for another day, but they they didn't have Tyler and and they and Max was inconsistent even though he made some shots today I thought that were important including that one miracle shot that bounced back ball bounced back to him and I, that was at a critical point in the game. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm just honestly I don't get like this for a lot of guys and I'm not close with Duncan or anything like that. I'm really happy for Duncan Robinson pretty much more than anybody else in this series. Cause I, I, I just, he contributed, he made a difference and we didn't think that was going to happen for him again in Miami. Him and Caleb. Well, look at this though. I mean, if you look at the just game log, like let's just keep it simple. Once he started getting minutes in game two, he had 15, he was six and nine, 22 in the next game, seven out of 11. Then he had a, you know, there was a down game there. Um, where he only played 10 minutes, but then he comes back and he's in double figures in games five, six, and seven. And in game seven, it's not even representative when you see 10 points, four, six, that was because that all happened when the game was, when everybody was still trying hard and to see him also like 
block a Jalen Brown shot out of nowhere, little things like that. He, he left his imprint on the game, even beyond just the shooting stuff like him cutting around and running in circles and finding his way back door. That stuff is deflating and it makes them start to think and, and, and second guess themselves. So for me, there's, there's a lot of redemption stories related to this entire run. Cause I think everyone's had their moments and I'm looking at the votes now. It looks like, um, Jimmy got four of the nine, uh, finalist votes. Caleb Martin got, no, no, uh, no, he, no, Jimmy, Jimmy got five, Caleb, five, excuse me. And, and four went to Caleb. And, and, and I can tell you that Tim Bontemps changed his vote from where it was going to be game six. Cause Tim is one of the writers that I spoke to in the locker room and he had Caleb. But he also told me that he was considering changing it when Jimmy kind of went nuts in the last three quarters of game six. So I think even though Caleb played well today, my, my thinking, and people know that I know Tim, I, I think Tim's thinking was that uh, Jimmy did enough, okay, he from did. the last three minutes to today to earn it. And I get that. I think it really could have been either of them. D- Duncan, just to close the loop on him, he is in the rotation and he is in the eyes of the league a rotation player again because you don't get conference finals minutes in on this stage and not have the ability to play. So we could put that narrative to bed. Well, the, the, nar- the narrative that I, I want to put to bed, I'm going to go to break next. The narrative that I, I want to put to bed here too with him, because maybe we've helped spread this, is that with, he was not one of the alpha role players who could play big in these moments because we haven't characterized him that way, or at least I haven't. That he was one of those that shrunk a little bit under the heat of being a Jimmy teammate, um, whereas Max did not, whereas Caleb did not, whereas Gabe did not. And on this stage, and I think you even go back to the playoffs last year, he had the eight threes against Atlanta in the first game and then almost never played again. Um, he's proven that he can play in these moments. Next guy, Gabe Vincent, Brady. Um, but battles back from the ankle, gives them a couple of those mid-range shots today that they needed. And now, what is it, 19 and 5? Is that right? I think 19 and 5, 19 and 6 as a playoff starter. Um, again, we, we, we talk about Caleb, and it's, I'll, I'm going to let Alex uh, wax on Caleb next. But the thing about uh, Gabe is he wasn't even a point guard when he came to the Heat. Like, they, they literally, this is another of their Frankenstein projects. Like, they can't, I remember him shooting. He, I remember. In the trade deadline, when they made the trade of justice for Iguodala and all them, Gabe got a chance in that game in L.A., like a late-night game. I remember mm-hmm. Alphonse Sidney and I doing a podcast late that night. And Gabe, like, jacked up 12 shots, like, the first three minutes that he was in. And everybody's like, who the hell is this guy? He He's taking a team as a starting point guard to the NBA Finals. He was just some random high-volume shooter that could maybe get hot at times. And now he's in Game 7 heading to the Finals, literally running their offense – night in and night out. Like, I don't think, and I, I feel comfortable saying that I think he has the hardest role in the team right now. Like, in terms of the ball's going to be in Jimmy's hands to, at, at most points of the game, he's going to be high usage. Bam's going to be the main hub. But the job of Gabe Vincent to not only have to play this point guard role and set up everybody, but he also has to be the number one pull-up guy on the team after Tyler Hero went out. So it's like, it is a tough role to play, and man, does he capitalize. Like, it hasn't been allowed last couple games but he was major in the way that they got up 3-0 in the series. I don't, they are nowhere near up 3-0 in the series if it's not for him uh, in the shooting overall. And it's wild. I know we did, you asked me about Gabe, but I did have to sneak in the fact that how in the world did you talk about them going from an eight seed and a play into a finals? This team was 27th in three-point shooting in the regular season. Uh, and in game seven in their building, just went in there and put up 28 threes and shot 50% from three. And it's like it's not like it's one guy getting hot. It is just everybody just being able to just all of a sudden be able to shoot. Like this three-point turnaround has been insane, but Gabe's been a part of that. If they don't have his pull-up ability, they're not sitting here. And, Ethan, I know you're going to want to save this probably for another podcast, so the fact that I'm bringing it up is but a, a report from Chris Haynes. Tyler Hero was ramping up workouts and expected to make his return at some point during the NBA Finals with Game 3 being the likely target. So I just wanted to... Consistent consistent with what we've been hearing um, yeah. about, about his status. We, we had told you he was ahead of schedule physically, uh, wouldn't be available for the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I know uh, that there were some reports that had come out during this series about how he was out for the entire postseason. We never said that here at Five on the Floor. I just want to make that clear. And I'm not saying other people got bad info. These things go, you know, but we were very careful about not saying that even when others were reporting it, because that's not what I heard, uh, that, that, that he was out for the entire postseason. There were some who said, don't expect him. 
uh, but it wasn't in the sense of he's out for sure. And so uh, him being in the middle of the series again, that's something that we'll probably devote multiple podcasts to if it actually occurs. Um, I think it's pretty clear at this point that if Tyler comes back, that he would readily accept to roll off the bench because why wouldn't he? They got to the NBA Finals without him. But clearly there were times during this series that they could have used him, even if it was in limited minutes, uh, and him providing that will be important. Uh, Alex, uh, Caleb Martin, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're at the point now where it's expected. Um, it's so much criticism of, of the Heat in the offseason for the P.J. Tucker thing. And, and we kept saying what we were being told, which was they believed Caleb was ready for a bigger role that there was a mid-level exception that couldn't really be split between the two of them. Once PJ wanted the full money, they were going to be hard capped. Uh, They pretty much couldn't move with him. So they moved to Caleb and Caleb wanted the most that he could get from them. And so they gave it to him. They've long ago validated that decision, but we're at a different level now. Like this is a different level. Like this is not, he's the greatest two-way contract in NBA history. That's already been established. He may end up being their best undrafted story ever uh, beyond Udonis Haslam. Like, UD is always going to occupy that role. But when you start to look at some of the other guys, if you're taking a look at contribution in a situation like this, there are not a lot of their undrafteds who've done this. There have been undrafteds who've contributed, the Joel Anthony's, et cetera. Lots of different guys, Anthony Carter, but not like this. Um, yeah. I, I, why is this happening for him? I guess because that's what people are trying to understand. What, what I mean – the man is relentless. He's absolutely relentless and he's going to keep trying. Like sometimes you can get a little chaotic and, you know, like I have friends who get frustrated with his shot selection sometimes, but um, I think in general, the guy's mentality, he's one of those guys that it absolutely applies to. He is just going to keep going at it every time over and over and over. Like I've said before, off the catch, all-star, he just knows how to play in his role and then has taken it a step above that in these playoff runs, like he is hitting tougher shots, you know, kind of when the offense bogs down, like I mentioned before, the kind of the end of uh, shot clock shots as well. He just averaged 19.6 and a half rebounds, two assists, a steal on 60%, 60% shooting from the field and 43% from three. And then on top of that, you know, um, the team as a whole shot 43% from three. And, you know, those two things right there are kind of the biggest differences between this Heat Celtics series and the last one. It's Caleb Martin and the extra scoring, defense, everything he gives you, you got from him, as well as the team shooting well, I mean, more than well enough to um, kind of counter what the Celtics do. I I mean, what was it that they shot against the Celtics last year from three, 30%? Like, Mm -hmm. everybody has redeemed themselves. The team did what they needed to. And Jimmy and Bam didn't dominate, but they, look, man, they did what they had to do. I think Jimmy had a great game. Um, even though Bam struggled on offense, you really felt him on defense. Like I've mentioned before, you felt him on the boards. You felt him as a playmaker. Um, it's incredible to see these guys do this. And look, man, I'm just excited to be able to cover the finals since the last time they were there, you know, it was in the bubble. <laughs> and, you know, we wouldn't have been allowed inside without, like, secret service. That'd be a secret I, service. I, 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 I got in, but they got blown out, and everybody told me to go home. And then and then, and then, then after that happened, Jimmy had his master two master class games, but I was not there. So yeah, we'll, we'll all be there this time. Guys, they held the Celtics to, you know, in the most important game of the season to a fourth percentile offensive rating in the half court and overall. Beautiful I know. I mean, this song. Listen, I, 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 I did not think we were going to hear this song, but here we are. I got to sneak this in. I saw Will Manso tweet that before the game started, that that building was basically just a pre-celebration party mm-hmm. for this win. Like, it was basically like game six was game seven, and they were just coming out to do like the stage thing like the big three did when they came together because the game had already been decided. And the minute that I saw that, I thought to myself, ooh, that is an interesting position for the Heat to be in because you would think that the Celtics just like basically getting that game by the skin of their teeth that they wouldn't get that high and it appears as if they did. It's just unbelievable the way they went in there and did that. They have been since 2006 in 41% of the NBA finals that have been played. <laughs> that is un- unbelievable. Like, I I rest my case. Equal. 
Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, and, and Pat Riley's record in terms of getting to NBA Finals is outrageous. If you look at uh, from from player to assistant coach to head coach to coach to executive, uh, it's crazy. And now Eric Spolstra has made another, um, and and he's done so in a season that I think in a lot of ways was his most challenging for a lot of different reasons. Um, and so it's it's pretty remarkable uh, that that they're here. We do want to mention another sponsor, and I want to get to one more player here. Uh, as we go forward. Uh, but we want to mention, mention Smarty Pants Marketing. You can find them at smartypantsmarketing.com. Our guy Alejandro Vegas getting these up for us, and I know we'll get some comments up as we go forward. Work smarter, not harder. Have you ever done some marketing and been like, damn, that really didn't work? Reach out to our guy, Alan. He's another South Florida sports fan um, down here. Don't hold the UCF thing against him. Go to smartypantsmarketing.com. That's with a Z at the end, smartypantsmarketing.com. Also check him out on Twitter and Instagram, but he'll make sure that your message gets to the right people. You get the right reach. We know the social media is everything these days. I know that we built an entire network based off Twitter. So check them out. Smartypantsmarketing.com. Again, that's smartypantsmarketing.com. I want to mention one more guy today. Um, Cause we're going to give ourselves some credit here. Why the hell did it take Spo so long to play Haywood Highsmith? We were talking about this the entire series, like this was a potential difference maker player in limited minutes. And everybody talks about how stubborn Spo is. There's always that card. It's like he's holding it out. And sometimes he doesn't get to play it because the series doesn't go far enough. But it's like he was waiting. It's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to phase out Kevin Love. And so he phases out Kevin Love. And then, all right, the Cody Zeller minutes didn't go so well. And then it's like, all right, we're going to go to Haywood Highsmith for these minutes. He gave them an incredible jolt today. And and I, I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, Media Day and the interviews that we did with him and what he said he could be and the confidence that he had that he could play that role for this team. And he looked unplayable at times early for this season. Like there was at one point he had a metric as the worst offensive player in the league. Completely unplayable. There is a five reasons Twitter spaces, by the way. We see the comment come in here. There are. There are. You can check out Pace and Space every day at halftime, every game at halftime. He he was tremendous today. I, I just want to mention him because I, I, I don't want that to get lost either because there are footnotes in these games. You know, you take a look at Eastern Conference Finals and you go back to, you know, when they made it in 06, right? Everybody remembers Dwayne, obviously Shaq. And then there was the Jason Williams moment in that last game where he was absolutely tremendous and catapulted them to the finals. But there were smaller moments, okay, for other role players. And Haywood Highsmith, I thought, had some of those moments today. And it's, it's like they say, you just don't know. And, and I go back to the conversation with Spo all the way back in training camp, and I felt like he was selling me one the whole year when this team was struggling. He said, I really like this team. He says, we got a lot of different pieces, a lot of different guys who do a lot of different things. It didn't look that way for most of the season. But we saw guys contribute. 
I also thought Kyle Lowry gave them better minutes tonight compared to what we've seen here over the past four games. That that was that was a bit of a that was a better performance for them. And then also mention this: the energy that Kevin Love brought to this team when he came. The happiest guy. I think you mentioned this on Playback Brady. I, I, the, he's the good cop, and Udonis is the bad cop, right? For their veterans, the happiest guy on that sideline when Haywood Highsmith was making plays was Kevin Love. They panned to him, and he was ecstatic about it. Haywood Highsmith took his minutes tonight, and and I just I, that's again does winning lead to chemistry? Does chemistry lead to winning? But like they got contributions like literally up and down the roster to survive this thing. And I, I just give them tremendous credit um, for that. All right. I, I'll go back. Uh, I don't even know where to go with this. We got some comments. Let's read some comments. Let's, let's throw more up. We got Alejandro. We're doing this, like I said, a little bit differently tonight. We're praying that Alex's editing software is going to work. We got this from Michael Thomas. Sometimes you got to go through hell to get to heaven culture. East Easter conference champions. Let's go heat. By the way, we got a new shirt on the website. Take us there with the trophy. We just put it up. So check that one out. Uh, this comes in for Sal. We're going to the finals. Let's go heat. Thanks for everything, 5RSN. We appreciate you guys. I just want to say, too, before I read more of these, for our crew at 5 Reasons Sports Center, it's beyond five on the floor. We had we had our guy Eternal on every playback. We had Mateo writing stories. And on every playback, we had Ben join us late season. On every playback, we had guys like Gad, Timmy, Jonathan, uh, Marco joining us on pregame. Uh, Brian, I know I'm gonna miss Sean. somebody. Sean, Sean, obviously, Tony, um, Alejandro producing, Manny producing. I mean, we've got like 20 people covering this thing. I feel bad for Alex Baumgartner on our Panther side. It's literally just him. <laughs> <laughs> so so we may have to send some heat guys to the Panther side if anybody's ever seen a puck before as we get to the finals. And that's the other thing about this that is absolutely insane. Two eight seeds. Two eight seeds. One team makes it on the second to last game of the season makes it because of a result that happened somewhere else with Jersey losing, okay? The other makes it on the second play-in game, <laughs> all right? Both had to beat Boston in on Boston. their home floor in a game seven. Both eliminated the number one seed in their conference, Milwaukee, and then on the other side, Boston. The Panthers also beat Carolina, which was, I believe, the third best team in the third or fourth best team in the regular season. Miami beating Boston, the second best team. And Toronto, I'm sorry, Carolina, Toronto. So Panthers already beaten three of the top four teams in their league. And then I'll play the team in Las Vegas because they clinched tonight that is tied for fourth. And the Heat have beaten the first, the, the, the second, and they're getting a chance to beat the third. Because that's where Den- well, actually, Denver and Philly were tied. So, so Denver will be the third. It's just incredible the parallels there. And and uh, it took the heat a little longer. Took the heat a little longer, but they but they got there. Um, we'll throw up some more comments as we go here. Heat Vols eight six five. What WTF? Love being proven wrong. This is one of our uh, more critical people on playback. So we appreciate that. Now go after the Serbian. <laughs> Enjoy your frontier flight. I'm flying United out and frontier back. Uh, get to this one. Andrew Green, uh, we appreciate the dono. Um, always a big supporter from the very beginning. LFG. Uh, I'm not going to read the first part of that. He falls. I'm sorry. Okay, but we appreciate the donation. From Michael. Oh, my goodness. Too... No. Alejandro, take that off. The Portnoy stuff is good. Michael, we beat the Scott Foster allegations. Again, two wins against Scott Foster in the playoffs and Tony Brothers. Elimination in games. In this not even game. a rivalry anymore. Scott Foster legacy game. And I said before the game, the biggest way to affect this outcome is get Bam in foul trouble. That's the easiest way to do it. Get the guy who doesn't have a backup in foul trouble. That happened. And I want to point to one more thing Spo did. The lead went from 17 to 13 when Bam went off the floor. Two quick baskets. First half. He called a timeout. He called it. And I thought that was crazy. He called a timeout there. He gave Bam more time. More rest to come back in. I thought that mattered, and he stopped to run there. Let's go around the circle here again as we bring more people in. We'll bring one more comment. Oh, we got an Israeli coming in here. Okay, here at Israel. We have a say Jimmy Butler is worth getting up at eight <laughs> at 3 a.m. to see a basketball game. I go back to the first trading camp in West Palm. Alex, you were up there with me, right? 2019, we were up at Kaiser. Kaiser. We talked to Dion, yeah. We talked to Dion. We created a controversy with Dion. Dion's no longer on the team because we talked to Dion. That was all you. And he, well, I know, and he wanted a bigger role. And then we went to Spo, and Spo was pissed. And that's why Dion's no longer here. Well, that and the gummies. So, anyway, 
but he did he's an NBA champion with the Lakers. So that, but I remember that was when the whole Jimmy Butler getting up at 4 a.m. thing started. And you know who was most critical of him around the NBA? Kevin Love kind of mocked it when he was up in Cleveland. But I also remember the energy of that camp. And when Jimmy was introduced and all the students came around and he kind of, you know, he brought them all in. You could feel that things were going to be a little bit different um, with his era. Greg, you haven't talked in a while. Give me something. I'm speechless. I, this is a situation where I think a guy that we haven't talked about enough and we were get we were, I think people were getting really frustrated with Bam Adebayo. And I think we should just for a moment mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact that in this game seven, he did not let offensive struggles continue to impact other parts of his game, showed up on the defensive boards, showed up on defense in general. Um, and I thought then started to round out his offense. And so I just think that as we look ahead, it could be a big series for Mr. Adebayo. And I just, I, I know it's been a tough series for him. He probably took the most criticism out of any heat player throughout the, the Celtics series. So as I always say, no ceiling, it's happy to see, I, I'm glad to see that this team continues to like excel with him. He's a winner. Like we talk about, is he a, is a primary scorer? Can he be an offensive hub? Blah, blah, blah. He's a winner. And if he's on your team, you're likely going to be playing in meaningful basketball games. And so shout out to Bam Adebayo since we hadn't done that yet. Uh, well, so we'll do, we'll do more of these final thoughts here as the comments are coming in. I know Alex wants to get out. Yeah, Alex, do, do your comment and get out. Get, get out of here. Come on. Because <laughs> I, I need you to put this thing up on the podcast feed anyway. I mean, you said quick show before we started. So oh, you're here. Minutes. This for, I mean, for you, that's a I mean, this is like three shows for us normally with 38 minutes. But uh, but no, really, I, I think, man, like it's just so impressive. I was so out of guts after that game. Um, I was like uh, just trying to get out of our media seats as quick as possible, trying to forget it as soon as possible until being assigned to cover the Celtics. Um, and, you, you know, you can still hold that against me. No, I know. I really on you to cover the Nuggets for the entire next series. I don't even care, man. They finally <laughs> got past the demons um look man i'm 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 actually like i'm like i'm like late right now i'm speechless i can't believe that we're actually here it hasn't hit me yet because we're still on here and i'm you know locked into my job as always but (laughs) i can't believe this man i cannot believe that they're here uh we're gonna cover a finals um unreal this is not the season for them to do it you know even if you want to call them a fake seven seed fake a seed whatever they were absolutely not supposed to do it. They're getting to the finals after having beaten the two favorites and the, the two championship favorites, not just the Eastern Conference favorites. Like those are everybody's favorite teams to pick, mm-hmm. right? The Suns came into the picture, whatever. The Nuggets had a great season, but I feel like a lot of people didn't really give them that, that, that type of credit. The Heat were not anywhere near that contender conversation. And now they're here in the, in the finals. I, I mean, do you think Jimmy – after the way that they went out in that bubble finals, after Goron and Bam went out, that with this team relatively healthy, right, considering they might get Tyler back soon, that they're going to let it go this time? After getting past this, after these hurdles that they've gotten past, I don't – I respect the Nuggets. I'm not a big fan of them, but I respect them. I trust Jimmy. I believe in Jimmy. He's hobbled, but I believe in this team. These guys have deserve the benefit of the doubt. Their character is unmatched just an insane story and i'm just honored to kind of be a part of this i'll be up on ninth street in hialeah there you go they weren't even after you after you post this uh they weren't even looming dangerously this time brady like they weren't even looming dangerously like they were they were literally you and i i just want to come back to this because we stopped doing the podcast about two months ago but you and i were doing this step back podcast for fan sided and we i think we had 12 contenders and we didn't have the heat yeah i think we did (laughs) I right. for, I forgot about all of that to be honest. I really you so you just said that that just popped in my head. But we did do that. We we, that. we uh I mean everybody did. It, it, I feel like the it, we go down the line, and this is what makes it so funny is that Jimmy Butler just trolled his way to an NBA Finals. Like we yep. we talk about all the time about the trolling stuff that he does, just coasting throughout a regular season. All of a sudden, as an eight seed, just going absolutely nuts against the Bucks team, walking into a Knicks team where then. All of a sudden, everybody's worried about his scoring ability, and he just takes over and just waiting for doubles and making passes. Then he heads into a Celtic series where he looked kind of dominant to start, and then he goes nowhere to be found for the next three games where everybody's <laughs> questioning playoff Jimmy. Everybody's questioning Jimmy as a leader, as a player, everything. And then he just comes out, and not like he had a dominant game seven, 
but he finds a way. He just finds a way. And as you were talking about different pockets of the game that I thought that just mattered in general, there was a pocket of the game where Caleb, to start the fourth quarter, has that big run. And he starts he, – he right out the gate, he hits a jumper. He gets a steal, and he goes in the other direction. He ends up getting a dunk, and immediately the Celtics have to call timeout. Like, that's what was the moment for me where I was like, okay, now it's getting out of reach. Like, he, mm-hmm. he kind of gave that final punch where it was like uh, – it's just so funny to me that just watching the, the, the order of Jimmy's year this year and just seeing where they've landed and the stuff that he's done along the way is literally the peak Jimmy Butler thing. And then also – to go up 3-0, we can talk about them almost making history in a bad way, but going up 3-0, <laughs> letting Boston think that they're back in this thing and then ripping their hearts out <laughs> on their home floor, just like they did to you last year. Like, if you want to see a troll, that that is Jimmy Butler right there. It's two beautiful. weeks after the Panthers did it. Like, seriously, like two weeks. The Panthers were down 3-1. to one. The greatest troll of all time, Jimmy and Butler. They went up there and they won a game seven in Boston. And then literally not even three weeks later, the Heat went and did the exact same thing. Um, look, I, I just it's it's unbelievable. Anyway, um, Alex, if you want to get out, you can. I'll send you the description. I promise. I know you're I know you're itching right now. Um I I, I just want to I kind of want to keep people on here longer. <laughs> I know we've got no, I've got we've got like eight hundred people watching right now. Like we don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to go get content for the network. You know, everybody's celebrating in high Liam. Oh, we, you know what? If you, what's up? That's Alejandro. We got a deal. Uh, you know, I'll do it, man. You that, know, I'll that's, do it. That, that's that's totally fine. I got to start packing. Um, I'll, I'll say this, uh, Greg, and, and and to come back to this, I am. Uh, we haven't talked about Pat, and uh, you know, it's <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy. Then in a season where he didn't talk to the media because he didn't want to be asked about this team. He's never going to talk again. Uh, right? I mean, well, I mean, that's among the things that are never going to happen again. Here's the first thing. The Heat are never going to care about a regular season game again. Like, we're screwed on the podcast next year. Like, seriously, <laughs> like nobody's going to pay any attention to us because nothing matters for six months. Like, even the infighting, like, where is everybody who wanted them to tank for the 18th pick? By, by, or the 14th pick. By the way, they still get the 18th pick, right? Isn't that how this works? Unless Correct. they win the title? Or even if they win the title? I think that... Oh, that's a good question. I'm not going to say. Ah, Alejandro, that's my best picture ever. Uh, the, the Victor Oladipo picture. Uh, and I do want to say something about him, too, before we go on. Like, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, no, I don't... It's too, 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 too hokey to say they drew inspiration from that. But... Vic fought really hard to be part of this. And, and again, that was another moment in the playoffs where we were like, wow, like, I mean, I mean, how are they going to overcome this now? Watching him, his career basically crumple on the court in front of him after what had already happened with Tyler and to rally back for that and to be so down bodies in the backcourt. And you had a series against Boston where Vic could have been helpful because Vic was helpful last year against basically, you know, can't dribble Jalen Brown. And, and you didn't have him available this time. That was the thing. But I, I do want to mention Pat here again because, I mean, he's 77 years old. You just don't know how many more opportunities you're going to have. Avoid through all our topics, Ethan. No, we've got two days, man. Like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Do, unless you want to do 12 This podcasts, is low-hanging fruit, yeah. Uh, unless you want – which we could very, very much do. I'm flying all day Wednesday, so that's, that's on you, man. Yeah, it's that's on you, us. You, you, You'll be hosting all those. I mean, I know your nickname is The Juice, but man, I, I stop mean, juicing all our topics. We got 950 people out here. I don't want there. You go. What is this? <laughs> no, he's just going to change that from fuck Boston to fuck Ethan in a second. I, I'm saying this, okay? <laughs> I did not put that up. <laughs> um, I, 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 just, I think this has to be incredibly satisfying for him in, in so many ways, not just the Boston part of it, but the belief um, in Jimmy as a pillar of the franchise but also, uh, we've talked about it, the belief in Spo, um, and and this was not their best off season. We're, we're not going to sugarcoat no. that. It would have been great if Jimmy could have had more help. But it's, they go ahead. they did resign Caleb Martin. <laughs> That's looking like a pretty good contract right now. They yeah. did add Kevin Love, who helped. Um, they didn't make big moves, but they didn't make a misstep move either. They didn't gut the future for a player who didn't get them over the top. They got over the top to this point anyway. Um, Sometimes and- you need some stuff to just break your way. Like right. I think 
Like, if you just think through all the years, Zoe getting sick, Chris Bosch getting sick, uh, Bam and Goran getting injured in the finals, the Jimmy miss three. There's been so much pain and stuff that every once in a while, I think it's okay for everyone to acknowledge that it's all right if a, if a couple balls bounce the heat's way and you get further than you expected. And so now you're all of a sudden in a position where you're four wins away. And so I just think that this is the most unconventional way that a Pat Riley Miami Heat team has ever gotten there, whether it's one he coached or managed or oversaw. I just, that that's the biggest part of this is that, um, to all of a sudden be within striking distance when you didn't even think you were going to be on the, you know, in the realm of possibility. I, that's just such an interesting dynamic. And you're right. Like you never know when Riley's going to say, Chris, let's go to Malibu <laughs> let's get on a boat. And at that point, like um, you have to take each one of these builds and you have to appreciate them. And the fact that they're either in the conference finals or the NBA finals, aside from the one, uh, shortened bubble season where they went out in four to Milwaukee. That's a huge thing for this build. If we're talking about what Riley has done and really, um, you know, this Jimmy Butler era too. You give Eric Spolster a full training camp and look what happens. Cause he didn't have that, uh, that one year. All right. I do want to mention one more sponsor and then we're just going to blitz through some comments and then we're going to go. So that's what we're going to do. Alex, you are, you are free to go at any time. Trust me. You're free to go at any hey, time. What does that make me like, man? I'm not trying to be trying to be- you're like the Boston fans leaving early. All right, we do want to mention prize picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. See, Alejandro is the podcast lifer. He's hanging in here the whole time. Use that code 5. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. We're going to be doing shows during the entire finals. I kept playing BAM overs. I kept losing. Don't listen to me. But use the code 5, F-I-V-E. We mention this all the time, too. If you appreciate our content, this is our single biggest sponsor. So we appreciate you signing up with that code, it helps us, it helps them, it helps you make money because you're getting free money. So use the code 5, F-I-V-E, Daily Fantasy Made Easy at prizepicks.com. All right, we're going to roll through some comments and then I got like a 30-second final thought and we're out, okay? Let's throw them up. Alejandro, go. I think he's still with us. You still, you guys still got comments coming up there? No, it's okay. Don't blame him. Uh, just to put everybody behind the scenes, I have received video from friends of what it's looking like in 49th Street. I sent it to Alejandro. You know, we're doing some producing back here. But look, we oh, got I some appreciate that. Right, we're throwing them up. Well, the announcers keep talking about undrafted players probably. I'm going to get about 30 phone calls from national radio shows tomorrow asking me who these guys are. By the way, Caleb Martin is signed. He's signed. Someone should tell TNT. Yeah. He's signed. We've said this after every single time. He is not a free agent every think... season. He is not making himself money right now. Although maybe I still think he's road. a two-way. He is signed. Okay? He's locked up with this organization. It's a party for two days coming in from Ray Moon. Go. T. Patton, who is Ryle's successor of the front office? Subject for another day. Ray Moon, I wish Bosch was healthy. Spill would have molded him into the man. He's 39 years old, but sure. Insurance by Lynette, we always take our comments. Hope Tucker was watching. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> from the corner, which is where Doc Rivers put him. Heater, not a hater. Spo loves his guys. Gives him an opportunity based on how they work. Kevin got a shot early, but he had to adjust. So Scott Foster has nothing to do with tonight. I don't know. I, I didn't. I mean, you know, they, I they blew like the, the pants refs, off him. What are you going to do? He can come exactly. celebrate with us. Didn't leave it a chance. Raymond, imagine if Bron had stayed in Miami. We're not talking about Bron tonight. Go on. Continue. Another day for Bron. Let yeah. ESPN Ooh. talk about Bron. I, I love Bron, but no. He's not getting a statue. Stop it. Pat's getting a statue and Dwayne's getting a statue. Johnny, he had six free throws yeah. tonight. Well, there's your Scott Foster influence. Wow. Okay. Jalen Brown had eight turnovers. He had eight turnovers. Eight turnovers. He'd had My, 12 total. Miles get a Butterfinger sponsorship. Zero play. Chris Haynes reporting that he could be available for game three. It's consistent with what we've heard. JDS, well, I'm so happy right now. Brohan, Pat really about to ride off into the sunset. If we win the chip, we'll see. Let's worry about that another day. He told me that a long time ago, but times change. Get me to business class. I'm, I'm not paying for business class. Not with a five reasons budget. Let Ethan cook. I don't cook anything. I order Uber Eats. Travel football. Fa- I know what you mean. You all need some travel reward credit cards, man. I don't know. We're just Brady and Alice are just traveling to How Ethan this that? game. That's you just it. said I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I know. Had to clarify. Yeah, exactly. Storm BCA. I'm not talking about anything except for tonight. Neither are we. Uh, uh, keep going here. What else we got here? Ericon, we got three players injured. They did. Nobody wanted to talk about that, though, right? But Jason Tatum had been shocked, apparently. Worst ankle injury of all time. By the My, way, we uh, keep we keep talking about narratives. I just want to throw in the fact yeah. you were talking about the Riley thing. How about the UD thing? 
Like, this is his final season. You're stealing my last 30 seconds. Comments. Oh, my go, God. Go. Wow. go I, I was just go. throwing you the log. More comments. Alex producing in the background. We want to get out of here. Let's go. Let's go. All undrafted players. Jimmy was drafted, unfortunately, but that's okay. All right. Eric, Pat must be feeling so vindicated. LMAO. I mean, at this point, does he need to, right? Um, we, we, we've mentioned the hero thing before. Check your phone, Ethan. I don't check my phone during this because I do this on my phone, Eternal. We're good. Thank you, though, bro. We appreciate it. It's bro, time to play uh, the video. By the way, the 65 people texting me to give me their thoughts on the game who are not in the network, it is not necessary right now. Just Watch send them a link. Show. Just send them a link. If I cared about your thoughts, you'd be here right now. Eternal's different because he's with us. No, I'm just talking about, like, I've got just, like, friends who me I haven't too. heard from in six I have, six like, 11 months. messages. First right we burned the boats. Now Ethan's burning bridges. I just want to be clear on one thing here. My daughter did the little spinny thing yesterday at lunch. He liked her. Up, it came up heat. That's when I should have bet on it. Video coming up. By the way, video coming up from Hialeah. Is there's no video at Las Olas tonight? I don't think. I don't think I, I, uh, nothing's happening on Monday night. Maybe I'll come. No, they're sad because the Celtics lost. You see, probably. <laughs> Actually. This is Panthers country where I live, actually, for the most part. So it's a little, a little bit more Panthers country. All right. Uh, two more comments. Here, video. Video coming up here. You can't see this in the podcast feed. That's every night in Hialeah. How is that any different? Wow, traffic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Was that taken a week ago? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Alejandro. This coffee is going to sound great on the podcast. Um, one more here, and then I'm I'm going to give my final little spiel, and we're going to get out of here. Okay, assurance by the net. I saw that. Yes. Uh, okay, that's it. My final thirty seconds. Ud man, um, I'm so happy for that dude. I am so happy for that dude because I talked to him numerous times after games this season. And he was miserable. He was miserable. He just kept saying, like, we're not going to – I don't know if we're going to get it together. He's like, these guys came back different. And I, I can reveal this now. I had a conversation with Goran Dragic when he came in with Chicago. And we were talking – this was about this was like February. Team was very up and down, not playing particularly well. And Goran, Goran, before he got bought out by the Bulls, and he says to me, he goes, what's going on over there? I said, what do you mean? He says, I just hear no, you know, I'm not going to try to do Goran's voice. So, you know, he's just like, I hear nobody's happy. He's like, guys aren't happy with their roles. They're not happy with Spo. They're frustrated. He's like, what's happening there? He's like, I'd love to be there right now to help them. That's what he told me at the time. And I said, who'd you talk to? And he says, you know who I talked to. And the, the guy he was talking to the most was UD. And there was just incredible frustration from him that this group was just not getting it. But the one thing he said to me, and then he reminded me of this when we were in New York and they had taken control of that series. He says, I told you and I told D-Wade, okay, I was happy to be in that company for a change. He says, I think we've got a run in us. He's like, remember you me telling you that? Because he told me that right before the end of the regular season. He says, I still think we got one run. And I said, you're running out of damn time, UD. That's what you're running. I said, yeah, no, I think we got one run. And for the run to come now in his final season, where he made a contribution, not just by going nuts in his last game, but by steering these guys, guiding these guys. I've said this before. I've never covered an athlete in 25 years who I've never heard a bad thing about from a teammate. They don't roll their eyes when he talks, no matter what the national media does. And that's all that fucking matters. And right now, as everybody was complaining about this roster spot and that roster spot, let it be known, this team lost two rotation players, including a starter and their second leading scorer. And they didn't have two of their two ways because Orlando Robinson and Jamal Cain were not active. And they had Udonis Haslam occupying, or in some ways, wrong, in the view of some, wrongly occupying a roster spot. And they're still going to the effing NBA Finals. You tell me if he deserved his money this year. So when he talked to Mark Spears and he went at people and I'm reading the comments on NBA Central and everywhere, making fun of this old man and all the rest of this stuff's funny to me because I'm 10 years older than you, do, or eight years older. And they're going at him on that. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Casuals.
We're covering the NBA Finals. I'll be there Thursday. Alex and Brady will be at the home games. Thanks to our sponsors, smartypantsmarketing.com, mortgagebyrosh.com, prize picks, and our favorite, of course, insurancebylanet.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors who've gotten us there. If you want to sponsor any of our shows for the finals, we would appreciate it. Also, catch all of our Panther coverage as they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. We're going to have parades on Biscayne and Las Olas this year? Let's see. Alex, go to Hialeah. Fuck Boston. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money and